Hi, this is Hal Aaron, and welcome to my podcast, Tales of the Road Warriors. Today, I'm talking to Andy Kahn. Uh, he refers to himself as the most famous musician you never heard of, which also happens to be the name of his soon-to-be-released autobiography. Most of us that do know him think of him as the keyboard player for the Turtles, also known as Flo and Eddie, also known as Mark Volman and Howard Kalin. I first became aware of Andy while he was doing a side gig as the Demo Doctor, producing demos for songwriters in his home studio in Laurel Canyon. He ran an ad in the back of Music Connection magazine for years, and I never missed an issue, so eventually I ended up recording some of my songs with him. Then later he played piano on some cover tunes with me during my Acoustic Sunday nights at the Chimney Sweep Lounge in Sherman Oaks, California. When Andy learned about my fascination with the internet, he had me build him his first website, and he used to kind of eavesdrop, looking over my shoulder. You know, he, he, he got me eventually to teach him how to do it. And uh, as I was talking to Andy about that, it turns out we both now use Weebly to build our sites. Um, if you're interested in building your own site, I highly recommend Weebly. It's easy and it's free. Uh, I'm also a Weebly affiliate. So if you follow a link on the show notes page, you can easily set up your own free website. And by the way, if you do sign up for a paid plan, that will help support my podcast. So there's a link there. It's uh, talesoftheroadwarriors.com slash Andy dash Kahan, C-A-H-A-N. Uh, and uh, somewhere on the show notes page, you'll find a link to Weebly if you are thinking about building a website for yourself. So go to it. After a brief chat about online booking agencies, we talked at length about his upcoming autobiography, The Most Famous Musician You Never Heard Of. Andy writes about all of his exploits on the road with famous rock stars, and he drops a lot of names. No spoilers here, but if you're really curious, uh, there's a list of some of the names on the website in smaller, lighter font at the bottom of the page. Uh, he also recounts some titillating stories typical of rock and roll musicians in the 60s. I was told by more than a few roadies that the road is like Las Vegas. What happens on the road stays on the road. I don't think Andy got that memo. He clearly revels in retelling the more salacious tales, and I was enjoying every second of it. For your information, this episode contains explicit language, and some content may not be recommended for priests, rabbis, or imams. If you enjoy Tales of the Road Warriors, please subscribe or join the email list. I promise I won't spam you or inundate you with a lot of newsletters. Anyway, I'm too lazy to put one out every week. Let's go talk to Andy Kahn. Oh, my God. So, wow. We used to play. We used to. You're the one who showed me how to get on the fucking Internet, for God's sakes. Yeah, you asked me to, you asked me to do your first website, and you were watching me like a hawk. I think you got pretty good at it yourself after a while. That was back in 97 or this. I had a Macintosh Color Classic, 57 megahertz uh, little thing. Yeah, mine was the Power PC, the 6100. Right. Yeah, I kind of uh, lost, uh, lost, uh, got out of the loop. I'm just using uh, iPower and uh, 
uh, I, I got a very simple website, nothing extravagant. Yeah. Oh, to be honest, I, my, I have one. My HalAaron.com is on Weebly, which is very a simple interface. And yeah, my, Weebly. Uh, that's what I'm using. Weebly's Weebly. fine. Yep. It's great. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's got all the little features you need to do whatever you got to do. Well, you know, I looked at your uh, amazing gig uh, gig master's uh, uh, accomplishments. You seem like a master. Are you on gig master's too, or are you on gig salad? I'm a gig salad because it's free. I'm on the free gig salad, but I have eight five-star reviews. I'm a, uh, you know one of them pro guys yeah you know it seems like gig salad works better for keyboard players and gig masters works better for guitarists i don't know why that is but it just seems that way because i'm on both and the gig offers i get from gig salad they're always looking for like uh pianists and and, you know like uh, piano oh interesting interesting so how many was usually a three-hour gig Yeah, yeah i would say i average like a three-hour gig they were it there when I needed I, I joined in 2006. Wow. Wow. So I have yeah, that's some amazing. longevity there. That that helps. Wow, that's great. Are you on Google Chrome or whatever that is? Yeah, I use Chrome. You mean my browser? Yeah, because yeah, I uploaded my uh, rough draft of my book where you can check it out. Oh, did you put it like in, in a Dropbox or something? It's not Dropbox. It's actually Google Chrome. Oh, okay. Yeah, Google, yeah, my... the Google. Uh... Well, if you want to send me a link to it, I'd, I'd love to check it out. It's a big file. It'll take a minute for you to download it. Okay, I have a super fast connection. I have Vios. Large files take about thirty seconds. Oh, really? Yeah, pretty. It's pretty quick. Look at your email. See if it's there. It is. PDF book. Okay. So, uh, yeah, maybe you can actually look at it while you're interviewing me. No? I suppose or I could. Or do you want but... to call me back? Yeah, yeah, well, I'll talk to you now, and I'll talk to you again after I have a chance to look it over. Because, I mean, I haven't talked to you in a really long time. Oh, Jesus. What was the name of that little place on Woodman? Uh, the Chimney Sweep. Used to play yeah, there a lot. I remember playing there with you or something. Yeah, I used to. Used and you to had cut. a song called Sleight of Hand. That's right. That oh, I recorded, recorded that at your little demo doctor studio on Laurel County. Yes, Sleight of Hand. And probably a couple others, too. But let me see. With Sleight That's of Hand, amazing. Whatever Happened to Pretty Dresses and, oh, Where To From Here. It was like a little uh, kind of like. Right, a, I remember that like, one. Yeah. Almost like a waltz. Yeah, Slide of Hand was very cool. I liked that one. Now, you had a good good guitar part. So are you in your 60s? 66. But I, I see, I don't, I don't look at age, because you and I, like, we played together at the Sweep a lot, and, like, we know all the same, we share this lot of the same background. So Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't think of you as, like, a 72-year-old guy. I think of you as Andy Kahn. The musician, yeah, at least you, could you never heard of my name correctly. The most famous. Do you remember in 1997 when I was on Solar Dead O'Brien's The Site? Yep. Yeah, you sent me the tape, the VHS copy of it. That was exciting. Right, right. We all had a crush on her. Oh my God, I still do. She was fucking gorgeous. <laughs> Solar Dead. 
beautiful, absolutely stunning, gorgeous. True that. But a lot has happened in my life, and I decided to write a book. And it, uh, I wrote the book in two years on a software program called Book Blurb. Blurb, blurb, book right. And it, it's fairly good. You know, you can drag and, drag and drop photos and text, but it doesn't allow you to really, uh, you know, uh, alter the uh, exposures and contrast and uh, backgrounds and all this cool shit that Pages does on the Macintosh computer. Right. So in any event, I built the whole book. It took me two years, and I found out from them it cost me $385 to get one copy printed. Oh, that's ludicrous. Yeah, they don't allow you to access the the file, the high-resolution file. So I, I completely rebuilt the book again using pages in a 12 by 12 coffee table format because I have over 3,000 photographs and contracts and letters and posters and flyers that I use. It's like a photo picture book. And that took me another two years to rebuild it. Then I found out it's expensive as hell to print 12 by 12. So then I reformatted it to an 8 by 11. So that's the version I just PDF'd you, is the 8.5 by 11 version. Okay, well, anything you create online, on I mean, on your computer, you could export as a PDF file, no? Like if you go yeah, to that's hit, true. Because if you go to hit print, the print usually has an option to save it as a PDF. And anything you have saved in PDF, you can then exp- like cre- turn it into a book anyway. But you need... Yeah. Uh, there's. Have you uh, gone online to find uh, sources for you know, self-publishing? Yeah, everybody wants money from me. Every goddamn motherfucking publisher asshole wants either five grand or 2,500 or 10 grand. They want money from me. Now, my friend Howard Kalin, the lead singer of The Turtles. Yeah, I know Howard. He, yeah. he put out a book and they paid him. Yeah, that's how it's uh, supposed advance. to work. That's how it's supposed to that's, work. Yeah, that's how it's... So I... He said, once I've finished correcting uh, all of my errors, I have uh, horrific spelling and grammar and right. in-depth. Yeah, you need somebody to get like, proofread it for you. Hire somebody on Fiverr or Upwork to you know edit they it for you. They charge $1,500. That much? A good proofreader. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But that... whatever the case is, I'm going to do the best I can. The index was the hardest part of the book. Because you have to italicize theaters, television, movies, uh, and plays, and you have to quote song titles. Right. And then you have to list everybody's name, last name first, with the comma. And, uh, you know, you get all confused because they appear in multiple spaces and shit. Yeah, so... uh, You'll look at my book and you'll see uh, it's pretty fucking cool. I I used to it used to be 327 pages, and I included my great grandparents and my parents and my sister and all my girlfriends. Is your bar mitzvah in it? My uh, uh, well, yes, I did have a thing on my bar mitzvah. Yes, 
I, it's still in my the version that I sent you. Okay. I, uh, I remember anyway, actually, uh, you, had, you had a picture of yourself at your bar mitzvah that I saw a, one, a long time ago. Yes, uh, that's true. That's true. So, anyways, um, so what is it now? Yeah. 300, 327 pages still, or, or now it's two it's two hundred pages, two hundred and two pages, but the index is twenty four pages. Okay. And if you can imagine, the index is a son of a bitch. I've been going through each name on the index and finding errors on pages, spelling, uh, you know, quotations, commas, periods, capitalization. Okay, well, so now without getting too detailed, because we don't want any spoilers, uh, name some people in the book that that, uh, of note. Okay, Jimi Hendrix. Uh huh. Should I go on from there? Yeah, well, you got Hendrix, uh, Zappa. Okay, Jimmy, uh, Zappa. And Jimmy Carl Black. Ringo, right? Jimmy Carl Black, Ringo Starr, uh, Harry Nielsen, Jimmy Webb, Little Richard and Chuck Berry. I was the um, music director for the Grammys with them and also for American Bandstand. Uh, Jimmy Webb, uh, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, R.B. Greaves, Take a Letter, Maria. Uh, did you, you know, ever John uh, Bon? Did you ever uh, work or, or meet Ezra Mohawk? Yes, I, I. She recorded with me. Did she? Yes, I wrote a song called Chi Kang Kong, and in 1969, she recorded the harmony vocals with me on that. Oh, okay. I, I, she's from here. But, I, I met her we, once a long time ago. She's extremely talented. She uh, sings her ass off. She wrote a hit record for uh, Cindy Lauper that uh, she made enough money to buy a house and buy her mom a house just from that one song. Uh, but uh, she has a um, ego problem. I, uh, I had a benefit concert last year for the victims of the Parkland View Florida school. Right. And Ezra was going to be one of the acts on this concert. But she was uh, whining and crying and wanted to make sure that everybody knew her songs and wanted to make sure that she was picked up at the airport and wanted to make sure that she had this and wanted to make sure that she was like a, a prima donna, you know, and she really fucked me over. So I, I unfriended her oh but i've known her since 1968 yeah she was the original uncle meat in frank zappa's uncle meat yeah that was ezra mohawk right she expects everything to be fed to her on a silver spoon expects you to wait on her hand and foot and that's why i i stopped with her i i worked with john bonham with the booker t with Dr. John the Night Tripper, with Seals and Croft. I was with Seals and Croft in my living room when they wrote the song, when Jimmy wrote the song Summer Breeze. I had Jasmine in my yard, and he wrote the song, you know, blowing through the jasmine of my mind right there sitting next to me in my living room. Wow. And I was with I was with Felix Cavalieri uh, and Eddie Bugardi at the Larchmont High School Auditorium when he just wrote the song Groovin', and it was written as if it was a Hopalong Cassidy, Gene Autry, 
you know, like that. Yeah. And then he straightened it out to the straight floors. Bum, 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 bum. So I was with him when he wrote Groovin. So, you know, this is all in my book. This is all incredible stories, how I streaked on an airplane for the Epic Records tour. The wheel <laughs> broke off the airplane and King Biscuit and Sha Na Na and Dave Loggins and I was with Michael Fennelly and everybody was bored and the pilots passed around uh, free drinks for everybody. And then King Biscuit started to raise money in his hat for a streaker because that's the year that David Niven was streaked on his Grammys show, right. whatever. <laughs> right. And so they raised up $300 cash in 1971 for a streaker. So I grabbed the money, ran back to the bathroom, took off all my clothes, yelled out of the bathroom door, everybody ready, and all these people <laughs> took out the cameras and the three old ladies in the front seat took up their cameras and the pilots opened up the front door and I ran down the aisle all the way and ran back naked. I'm just going to start calling you Ethel from now on. <laughs> Ethel! And then, uh, and then the next morning in the Spokane newspapers it was Streaker on Airplane. He <laughs> made the papers. And that's in my book too. Well great. Now, so, now I got a challenge for you. Because this is yeah. Tales of the Road Warriors. You're most famous for being the most famous musician you never heard of. And you're exactly. also most famous for being one of the Turtles with Flo and Eddie. Turtle. Uh, so I need, a, I need a good, years. like, you need to tell me something that's not in the book that you haven't told anybody yet so that I have, like, an exclusive on my podcast. Well, uh, uh, there was a night in uh, Denver, Colorado, we played a concert with Leon Russell and uh, somebody else. I can't forget the guy. There was this really cute, cute girl that was hot to trot. And uh, so she... Like a groupie or just a... What was the deal? A groupie. A groupie, yeah. So she came back to my room and gave me the best fucking sex I ever had. <laughs> then I, 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 uh, I called everybody in the band I called them all up. I said, come on over to my room. I got some entertainment for you guys. So I got everybody in the band, all six members, Flo and Eddie, the drummer, uh, the guitar player, the bass player, myself. And I had the girls stand up on the table in the motel room and do a strip for everybody. And then she proceeded to give everybody a blowjob. Jesus. As we all sat there and she went from person to person and gave everybody a blowjob. Totally into the rock star. Yeah, she was. Wow. See, this is the kind of shit that I have in my original 327-page book. But a lot of people said, ah, people don't want to hear about that. They want to just know about the music. Yeah, who wants to hear about and sex, drugs, and rock and roll from a musician, right? I would think so. They want to hear this shit. The, I told you the story that little Richard offered me a thousand dollars in Sydney, Australia, to, for him to give me a blowjob. Little Richard. Yep. Wow. Yep, in Sydney, Australia, 
I was there with these two chicks in my room. The phone rang. He asked me to come up to his room. And then he sat on the edge of the bed and he says, Andy, I'll give you a thousand bucks if you give me a blowjob. So, and of course, I didn't do it. But if I had my sense, I would have said, hey, give me five grand. I'll do it. <laughs> Every, everybody's a whore. Give me five we all have grand, our price, I'll huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I do have an, uh, a 327-page book that I finished. You know, with all these stories about, you know, in Atlanta, Georgia, I had did seven girls in one day. Seven. I remember girls. that about you. You you were always surrounded by very attractive women. So, you I, I, you, yeah, I, I had so much pussy now. And then uh, in 2012, I had a prostectomy where they removed my prostate. Now I have erectile dysfunction. Now I can't get a, a, a boner. Well, now you can't be the president of the United States. Now anymore. I can't. I can't fuck, but I can sure eat. <laughs> so my my mouth still works. Uh -oh. Good to know. Just no grabbing, okay? No grabbing. All right. But my mouth works still. <laughs> so yeah, the book is is pretty good. It's got a lot of interesting stories. I really would like to release the unedited version with all the sex stories, but I don't think my children would appreciate it too much you know there might be like a uh everybody's got podcasts now you might find like a the penthouse might have like the letters to penthouse podcast somewhere you could call you could go on their show and tell tell them uh, then again you know well, you're, you're welcome to tell me all the ones you want because i have no censors yeah i just did a podcast if you look at my facebook page it's by this guy named joel black who is a very famous speaker Huh. He's a financial, uh, you know, hedge fund uh, speaker guy. What did you talk so about? So he did a, a me, my same thing, the same shit we're talking about. Well, okay. So uh, anyways. Well, is his better than mine or is mine going to be better than his? Because I want to be better than him. Well, yours is going to, yours is going to be better because uh, you're more hipper. Well, that, see, that's one of the thing, uh, things and the reasons I decided to do it too is because uh, I'm talking to people who are like me. And so we, we have yeah. stories. I don't just ask people for stories of their own. I, I share some of mine too, because we, we all have a lot of, uh, similar uh, things in our past, the sex, the yeah. drugs, the rock, the, you know, I just did a tribute episode to Peter Tork because, um, uh, during, um, his down years, he was working as a singing waiter at the great American in Santa Monica. And so I, talked to some of the other waiters that worked with him and we talked about Peter and how great a guy he was. He was cool. You, you, so, um, you, you worked with Mickey, right? With who? Mickey Dolenz. Oh, yeah. I have some great Mickey Dolenz stories. Okay. How come you're cracking up now? You're, 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 um, your voice is breaking up. I, I, I was eating my burger, but I can uh, probably do both at the same time. Okay, Mickey Dolan and Andy Kahn. Uh, Flo and Eddie had their own radio show on K-Rock in New York on in the afternoons after Howard Stern. And in 1986 uh, or 7 or 8 or 9, I can't remember, late 80s, they had an Alice Cooper, Clarence Clemens Oktoberfest 
at Universal City Studios, and they had 40 radio stations from across the country uh, set up these tents, and uh, they would all broadcast live with all these celebrity musicians. So my job uh, was to drive a limo and uh, pick up all these uh, celebrities to go on the radio with on the Flo and Eddie show. Uh-huh. And one of them, of course, was Mickey Dolenz. And uh, we played I'm a Believer. And was really wonderful. There's Flo and Eddie singing all the harmonies and Mickey singing lead. And for some ironic reason, we did it in the exact same tempo as the record. So when I got home that night and I had a copy of our broadcast, I went on YouTube and I found uh, the monkeys doing I'm a Believer. Uh Uh, And uh, I took our audio from the radio broadcast of Mark and Howard and Mickey and me playing piano and synced it up to the monkeys uh, video and it came out perfect. So you can actually... Right now, go on YouTube and type in Andy Kahn, Flo and Eddie, uh, uh, I'm a believer, Mickey Dolenz, and you'll see and hear it. I'll check that out. That'll be in the show notes, too. I'll put the link in the show notes so the listeners can check it out, too. And uh, it's funny because, as I recall, you and I did I'm a believer uh, at the Chimney Suite when when, when you used to come in. Oh, yeah. We we, we did that. We did... uh, and to this day, I still do those songs. I, I imagine you do too at, at my gigs. I play uh, Daydream oh, Believer, I'm a Believer, Last Train to Clarksville. I love the monkeys. I still do their songs. Me I too. do. I do um, Happy Together by the Turtles, of course. Who doesn't do that? And uh, What so, key do you do Happy Together in? I, I think I started out in E minor. The actual keys, F sharp minor, but that's okay. Oh, is it? Yeah, move it up a little bit. I don't. I can't. I have a hard time singing that high in any key because those guys, they they are like stellar in their high harmonies. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! They reach for the stars vocally, the best. Like the when they um, did the backup for Springsteen on uh, "Hungry Heart." Hungry Heart. Yeah. Wow. And they also did "Bang a Gong, Get It On." Is that them? Oh, I see. I didn't know that. I for, or, or I, I, I knew and I forgot. That's them. Yeah. Wow. Flow and Eddie. But my other Mickey Dolan's story is we played in Belgium with the Trogs, Procol Harum. Um, the Trogs the did Wild Thing, turtles. right? Wild Thing. Yes, they surely did. So we were there all hanging out, and uh, Mickey and I took a taxi cab downtown just to check it out. So here I am with fucking Mickey Dolenz. Nobody there recognized him. We're walking around these cobblestone streets downtown Belgium with all the prostitution windows. Yeah. With all these ladies holding up their hands to tell you how much money they want in their underwear. So we go to this little coffee shop and sit down. And I said, Mickey, I got to ask you. What was it like to shoot an episode of The Monkees? And he says, well, first of all, there was no script. It was all an outline. It was a one piece of paper outline. 
It says you walk in the room, you talk about doing this, you walk out of the room, you get on a bicycle, you do that, you jump in the swimming pool, you do that, and you have to make up your own dialogue as you're shooting. Right. And everything was one take. Wow. So that that's how they shot the monkeys. All gotta... one take. I see no I see Mickey Dolenz around here from time to time. He I call him the um I was just talking about this to somebody else. I call him the Bill Murray of musicians because you'll be in like a little bar somewhere or open mic, and there's Mickey Dolan standing in the wings just watching with a big grin on his face. And as soon as anybody notices him, of course they break into a monkey song. And of he, gets a, he gets the biggest kick out of hearing like open micers do monkey songs. Because I asked him, I said, don't you get sick of like, isn't it weird listening to other people do your songs? And he's like, no, nah, I, I I get off on it, man. I I I I, I like it. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, I, I like it too. <laughs> so oh, when you hear people doing uh, turtle songs or Flo and Eddie. Yeah. Well, yeah. Howard and I always love that when we're hanging out somewhere and we're and uh, we hear "Happy Together" some done by a a uh, what you call it a marimba band. <laughs> so now you're doing like a, a lot of uh, cover gigs uh, all over town now, I noticed. Um, yeah, I was doing really good about four years ago. I was working five nights a week year round, and there was a time where I was working seven nights a week. And uh, the restaurant closed, and I got a job in another restaurant, and that closed, and I got a job in another restaurant, and that closed. And... Uh, I don't sing. I just play instrumental. Oh, okay. I thought you did sing. It was really. You do some backup. Yeah, part, you do some backup vocals, don't you? Yeah, I can do backup, but I'm not a singer. I'm really can't. I, I'm not. I don't have a, a voice. I, I I can go ba 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 ba. You know that's not hard. Right. <laughs> I can name but, that um, tune in four notes. Really? Like a domain at one. As soon as you go ba, I know. It's happy, <laughs> happy together. Right. One um, ba, I can name it. I went to see Frankie Valley. Uh, yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah, I, yeah. Tell me about you and, and Frankie he Valley. Has, he has 16 stents in his heart. Frankie Valley has 16 stents in his heart? And he's 85 years old. And he still sings perfect, perfect. His falsetto is perfect. All of his vocals are perfect. He doesn't move around a lot. Right. He, he just stays stationary but... and just kind of moves to the, the mic tune from his mouth and just stands. But he's fucking perfect. But he has a lot of heart. He might have a lot of stents, but he has a lot of heart. He's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I've seen Paul McCartney's show, and I've seen Frankie Valley show, and I tell you, Frankie Valley show is just as good as Paul McCartney. Do you ever uh, cross paths with Brian Ray? Speaking of Paul McCartney, I did cross paths with him in nineteen eighty <clears throat> eighty nine. We did a benefit concert with Jackson Brown and a whole bunch of other celebrities with Flo and Eddie. It was a fundraiser, no nukes. 
it was called. Uh-huh. No Nukes. Was and Brian, Brian with Ray his was band? Was he with the Brian Ray band or, or the Bayonets or what? What form? No, was... he was just a, a guest uh, guitar player on the uh, on the bill. Oh, okay. I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, he's a phenom. But now he's a millionaire. Yeah, I, I'm. I, last... I'm willing to bet he's more like the most famous musician nobody's ever heard of than you, or, or he he's right up there with you. I but... know. Well, you know. Um... He's playing All with the, the most famous the... man in the world, and nobody knows. When I say Brian Ray, and I go, well, he's the blind guy with Paul McCartney. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if, but if, unless I describe him, they don't know who the name. Those guys are all millionaires, multimillionaires. Yeah, the Russell. McCartney pays him very, very well. well. I hope so. Well, plus he's got, you know, he's got his own project with the Bayonets, uh, which, and he's writing songs with. Um, Oliver, Oliver uh, Lieber, who's, uh, you know, Lieber oh. and Stoller. Yeah, I don't know if I know that guy. Okay, well, you heard of Lieber and Stoller, right? Oh, there you go, yes. The, the songwriting team, All the right? hits for Elvis, and, okay, he's the son. So Brian and him are partners. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's rock and roll royalty right there. Wow. That's great. Yeah, Oliver Lieber. So him and Brian have a band called the Bayonets, and Stephen, little Stephen Van Zandt, who's got the radio show on Sirius, little Stephen's Garage, declared them uh-huh. like the the what do you call them? The he has a thing called the coolest song in the world. So the Bayonets have won the coolest song in the world like five times already, I think. Really? Yeah, check them out. As a matter of fact, I want to get a hold of Brian. I want to talk to Brian. I'd love to talk to Brian. Wow. On the show. I used to work with his sister Carolyn. Back in the singing waiter days. Again, everything always goes back to the Great American Food and Beverage Company. I know so many people from there. But, yeah, Andy, if you so have a chance. Is, where does is Brian live in, in Los Angeles? Lives in Santa Monica, I think. Or in that yeah. area. Probably Pacific Palisades, Santa Monica, Brent, uh, maybe Brentwood. I don't know. That area. The beach side. Right, right. Yeah, well, he's got a nice Cadillac. I, I, he's a Facebook friend of mine. I'm looking at his picture. Oh yeah, his his car, <laughs> beautiful he's car. He's got a gorgeous old caddy. Yeah, yeah. Check him out in your when you but, have some time. Listen to some of those music. Uh, hey, yeah, maybe, I think I have. Maybe they could use a keyboard player down the road. I don't know. Who knows? It's and, a weird world out there. Hey, I, you know what? Especially I always out. like hooking people up that don't know about each other that I think would be a good match. So you know, just never know where things yeah. will lead with Al Cohen in the picture. So are you just solo out there? Or do you have little bands that you play with? Uh, I have a duo. Me and my friend DJ, we call ourselves Heckle and Jive. Oh, okay. And, and you just, uh, both of you play guitar and sing? Yeah, actually, he's getting a, he's getting an acoustic bass, so we're going to probably work that into it. But I also play as a solo. So some gigs are solo, and I use a loop station uh, or or uh, some backup tracks sometimes. But most of the stuff I do is like old school, just me and the guitar, no no tracks, no loop, you know. But just to keep it interesting, I hate. Yeah, I hate uh, 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 
loops and I hate to, well, I don't hate loops because well, people abuse it. People, incredible. people go for it and play a song, one song, ten, make it 10 minutes long with the fucking loop station. And it's ridiculous. So I'm against yeah. that. So I'll do it. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll use it very sparingly. I like to I th- engage the crowd and just play, you know, me one and the song. guitar. And I, I create the backbeat with. Yeah. Just slapping the guitar. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, you know, you don't, you don't need any, any electronics to, to get a crowd going if you know what you're doing. But my piano plays, I, I, I've gotten, you know, I got seven, uh, five star reviews on gig salad. Everybody gives me great compliments and great tip money, but I don't work as often as I would like. There's no more restaurants out here in the desert that I can play at. And I have a sailboat at the Channel Islands Harbor in Ventura and there's no restaurants there. So I'm just depending on this book to get out so I can tour and do book signings and play piano. That's my goal. And hopefully somebody with a restaurant that has a little stage area will hear this podcast and hear me saying, Hey, hire Andy. He needs a gig. He's unfucking believable and uh, have piano will travel. So call it. That's me. That's me. There you go. I would like that. <laughs> I, I play all the shit that everybody loves to hear, inclu- including Bo Brummel's, including Dave Clark Five, uh, including, uh, you know, all the uh, music of the night or. Uh, and you're at what? www.allentertainment.net. Yes. Or you can also Google the Andy Khan experience. That'll take you there, too. Right. So go in any Andy search Kahan. engine. Kahan. Kahan. You can't say Khan. It'll spell it wrong. Right. So a- the Andy Kahan experience. C-A-H-A-N. Yeah, yeah, that'll get you there too. Okay, but I'll have links to all this anyway in my show notes because when I do a podcast, I also I have a corresponding website, so you go and to it, like even if you go ahead. I'm sorry, even if you said the turtles, Andy, right? It'll take you automatically to this YouTube video of me performing with the turtles. There you uh, go. At the br, yeah. So it's pretty easy to find me. I'm all over the fucking internet. I'm all over. Okay, well, after this podcast goes up, it'll be, you go to talesoftheroadwarriors.com slash Andy dash C-A-H-A-N, con. And I love it. I love it. So that'll be a, one, yet one more link to you out there. Aren't you glad you call, that I uh, called you now? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's good to hear your voice. Holy shit. We <laughs> haven't seen each other uh, for 30 years. No, it's been a while, but you still sound exactly the same. And, oh, you know, yeah. and I, I watch your little videos, your little Facebook lives, you know, when you, when you go live. So I keep yeah, tabs on you. You remember Danny Schneider? Yeah. Why? Does that name ring a bell? He did a, he did a show with me. I'm on, I'm on YouTube. I'm on a, on a show we did together. Really great interview. I'll check really it out. Danny well. Schneider. Okay. Danny Schneider. Yeah. All right. What's the name of his podcast? Do you, do you know, or is it just the Danny Schneider show? Uh, well, it was the Danny Schneider show. All right. Uh, he, uh, he's a friend of mine on YouTube and on Facebook, and 
I'm sure you can Google it. Actually, when you Google Andy Kahan uh-huh. and and hit the word, you know, and Google videos, his will pop right up there. Now, how do you usually how do you usually pronounce your name, Khan or Kahan? I say Khan, but if uh, but if uh, you say that to a computer, it'll spell it wrong. Right. Yeah. If if you say Kahan. It'll spell it right. <laughs> so you'll totally throw Alexis out of whack if you say Andy Khan. Tell me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alexis, get me Andy Khan, and she'll be like, she'll get you Genghis Khan. <laughs> I know. You have Alexis at home? No, I don't use any of that crap. I don't trust that. I think they're like, you forget it's there, and then the next thing you know, you you see yourself on your own TV. Right. Oh God. So what did you ever do with Slide of Hand? Nothing, huh? No, no, just play it now and then live. But I, I haven't, you know, yeah, I haven't uh, gotten another band to cover it or have it published or any of that stuff. Same with, the, I have yeah, a few buddy. songs that I think are pretty good that I, I should have had published a long time ago. I I just never wow. followed through with it. Well, you must be good because you got all these fantastic reviews. Very impressive. Yeah. Uh, I, I do a great live show. So, And it's funny, in all these years, and people say, do you have a CD? And I still don't even have a CD to sell them. Jesus. I know nothing. Yeah, I got a... Uh, My legacy is uh, going to uh, be this podcast. The Tales of the Road Warriors is going to be what people remember me for, I think. Yeah, the uh, there's a record company in Spain called Munster Records. And uh, they... Uh, of, um, it's a great story. Here's a good story. In 1980, I had my own record company, Panda Records, and I put out a die-cut, leaf-shaped, green vinyl picture disc of the group The Leaves doing Hey Joe. Then I put out a green album of The Leaves, 1966. Then I put out a Panda shaped a picture disc of four of my own songs. And uh, uh, I put out the Grandmother's Fan Club Talk album. It was a white vinyl square record. And, uh, but whatever, I have my own record company. And I met this guy named David Gibson, who had a small record label in LA called Moxie Records. And they specialized in 1960s garage band huh. stuff, like the 13th Floor Elevators and Eddie Petrand and all these great 60s stuff. So uh, he said, Andy, do you have anything from the 60s? I said, yeah, I got some demos I cut in 1965. And I played it for him, and he loved them. He says, do, do you mind if I put them out on my Moxie record label? And I said, no, <laughs> go ahead. Uh so we, we made a deal. Uh, he gave me 500 bucks, and he released it as Johnny Farfisa because I used a Farfisa combo compact organ. That was my instrument. Yeah. And so it became a cult hit. I it remember. I, like so that was you. I remember Johnny Farfisa. <laughs> Yeah, Johnny Farfisa, and so because I used to uh, love the sound, that, I used to that, love the sound of that organ. Yeah, the uh, the dollar ninety eight disc is now worth 
$75 online. Wow. The same record. So I once in a while would go online and Google Johnny Farfisa just to see. And I found a band in Belgium on the stage playing this one song uh, called She's Gone Away from this Johnny Farfisa EP. And I, I texted him. I said, hey, it's Johnny Farfisa. Very cool. Thank you for playing my song. <laughs> then the guy says, well, can we do an interview with you? in a magazine called Ugly Things out of San Diego. <laughs> this guy named Mike, Mike Stacks runs this magazine. He has a band called The Loons. Anyhow, so they did a, a six-page article on Johnny Farfisa, and then he's friends with Munster Records in Spain. And they sent me $2,000 to release a 15-song album with a gorgeous color fold-out and a whole uh, dialogue on the whole history of Johnny Farfisa. And then just recently, they licensed for me uh, another $2,000, Geronimo Black Live. <laughs> I was with Jimmy Carl Black in this band called Geronimo Black. Right. So we, we played at Lompoc Prison, and it was introduced by Barbara Birdfeather, Remember her on KMET? Yes. Anyway, Barbara Bertha, yeah. So, so I got a whole bunch of unreleased live recordings from the Topanga Corral and the uh, Ash Grove and uh, the Benefit for the Indians on Alcatraz at the Pantages Theater and uh, Lompoc Prison. Jeez, your shit goes these, way uh, back. Yeah, so this is all 1968 recordings. So some of this so in your I book. Got two albums out. Uh, yeah, it's in my book. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, well, sure. not in the version that you have because the album isn't even out yet. It hasn't been released. But by the time I do get a book deal, I can put it in the book. But the Johnny Farfisa is in the book. So so it's pretty interesting. I'm actually talking to yeah, Johnny index, Farfisa here. The index is there in the book, so you can look up shit. Uh, if I yeah. got more names in that index, you'll go nuts. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Now I'm going to read the book. before. In fact, before I even edit this podcast, I'm going to read the book. So maybe I could use oh, yeah. a little something yeah. in, then you can in the intro. Call me back and ask me more shit. Yeah, maybe I will. Or we'll have a part two, yeah. Andy Kahn part two. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I can't wait to hear part one. This is going to be great. <laughs> it is. Uh, I'm excited. I'm really glad I got a chance to talk to you because uh, I've been meaning to call you anyway. So, I mean, even if I wasn't doing a podcast, I I'm just glad I got a chance to catch up with you a little bit here, man. So you got a lot of snow and sleet and wind chill and all that shit, oh, right? Holy cow. It's been like a really brutal winter. Even today. Brutal. This is March. We're getting weather like you should get in January and February. It was 12 degrees this morning. Jesus, how do you do it? How do you, uh, don't, you don't feel like going outside, do I, you? I dress up like, I have a dog, so I have to walk the dog like four times a day. I dress up like a oh, homeless, Lord. I dress up like a homeless person, like layers and layers of clothes. <laughs> Uh, and how does your dog handle it? Does your dog pee and shit? And he does all his stuff. He's part Siberian Husky, so he doesn't seem to notice that it's cold. He loves oh, going. Oh, he's if got a lot of hair. Yeah. It's not, I don't know. It's, he just got has a thick undercoat. He doesn't look like that hairy, though. 
But he uh, he loves the snow. He'll roll right in it. Like right now, as we speak, wow. I'm looking at uh, temperature: 33 degrees. Feels like 28. Oh. It's crazy. Oh my god! I know, right? God. I need to come back to That's LA. Awful. <laughs> Sleep on your floor. When was the last time you were in LA? Uh, 15 years ago. I do get jealous yeah, I when I see it. out on that boat, and you say, "Who wants to come sail?" And I'm like, "God, I wish I could just." Oh, go. I'll be wonderful. right there. Be there in 20 minutes, Andy. <laughs> it's it's the uh, it's the best feeling in the world. It's, I love it. All right, so All right. I'll talk to you soon. Talk thank you. you so much for this. Okay, thank and I you. I look Andy. forward to hearing uh, volume number one. That's it. All right. <laughs> Good night, Andy. All right. Talk to you later. All right, that was Andy Kahn. God, I love that guy. You know, he used to be the most famous musician you never heard of, but, well, you heard of him now. But anyway, the name of his uh, upcoming book, his autobiography, is called The Most Famous Musician You Never Heard Of. So when it comes out, uh, you know, I'll let you know. If you want to uh, sign up for my mailing list or fill out the contact form, uh, you'll get on my list, and then every now and then I'll send out, like, a newsletter or some updates. And when Andy's book is ready for purchase, you can purchase it. And I'll let you know uh, when it's available. So anyway, Ezra Mohawk, if you're out there, if you listen to this podcast and you want to respond to uh, Andy calling you a mooch and all that shit, uh, you know what? I'd love to have you on my show anyway. So you're a road warrior if ever there was one. So you want to come here and tell your tales? Uh, I'd be glad to share them with my audience as well. Anyway, in the meantime, I got to go for a drive. Yeah, I'm going for a drive.